Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi. Rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Sit back in your seat and relax. We're going to drive on through town. And on around town, we see that the Memphis Grizzlies pick up another preseason win. Happened last night down at FedEx Forum. They took care of business against the Orlando Magic. There'll be better days ahead for young Paolo Bancaro. What he's got to learn is it's not your time right now, Rook. It's the Grizzlies' time. They looked good last night. John Morant looked particularly sprightly. Santi Aldama shot the ball well. We'll go all through that. San Francisco handled the Rams. John, I believe it's the seventh straight time the 49ers have beaten the Rams in the regular season. Does matter in the playoffs. The Rams were able to knock off the 49ers for folks that don't remember the NFC Championship game last year. That said, they did look good. The 49ers did last night. Garoppolo's back and comfortable. And, of course, it's National Taco Day. I'm told. Did you know that, John? Did not know that. It falls on Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. So you got to double down tonight, y'all, on tacos, I'm told. Guess who told me? Who Jeff Calkin. Uh, you know, I, I will, Food expert. I will say, uh, Jeff, is, uh, Jeff is, is always the man. Into the food. Right. Jeff is always the man for, uh, you know, the, the, the day on the calendar. Mm-hmm. In, in, Hot dog day. Yeah. National uh, Cheese and Crackers Day. Yeah, I think he. Uh, I, I really do. I think he. He has he, a list. Well, I think he has like a, a team. Does you know? Ron Olson help him with that? Or exactly. or he got it on his I, I didn't want to like you know got you. pull now, back the him. curtain. My bad. Essentially, you it's know, a, it's a secret man behind the scenes, and, and, and we don't have this, and it's not something that we you know uh, complain about, right? But every day when Jeff comes in, Ron will stumble in here with many sheets of paper, right? And he will he will give Jeff sort of the, the a nugget, many nuggets, and many many times it will shape his show, a production assistant, if you will, okay. right? Okay. Uh, and uh, you know it's a luxury that Jeff gets, and that's what it's what you get for being a legend. Best, right? rich get richer. Uh, do you have a taco spot in Memphis? Uh, we go to Tacos in Ganas, I believe it's pronounced. It's in the parking lot of the Cordova Malco slash. Walgreens over there, making Germantown Parkway a very familiar spot to a great many Memphians and Cordovans. Okay, well that's uh, that's, that's that's. I do the three. I like to get the beef. Yeah. You know why? Because I know it's beef. Okay. Yeah. Real beef. Well, we we have gone over this one here in your <laughs> your theories about mm-hmm. uh, you know some establishments in Memphis. Um, you. You know, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. We used like, to like the little place around the corner from here. You know, the thing to do in Memphis is always to like, uh, is to always say, you know, somewhere real, you know, like the hole in the wall spot, you know well, what I'm I saying? I gave you one of those. Um, kind of. But I'm going to tell you something, man. And this is just me. This is just me. And the, you, you can judge me if you want. Hate me if you want. Love me if you want. Swankies. Love it. Love Swankies, man. I just, I, you know, the, the Diet Dr. Pepper hits, you know what I'm saying? The chips are good. I I know it's a chain. I know it's a chain. Mm-hmm. I'm a I I am but a man. I am but a man. Yep. Um. And and I don't think anybody 
who gets well done steak at Applebee's can sit in his chair and judge me today. Well, it's been a long time. <laughs> so, you know, it's been a long time since I've had that well done. Anyway, me. happy uh, happy, happy t- taco day. Yeah. Happy taco day. Happy taco Tuesday. Uh, Jessica Benson's going to join us here on the show. We'll talk to her about the Grizz preseason. Of course, we got things kicked off at home yesterday. Uh, Grizzlies played a game. Grizzlies won a game and gets the Orlando Magic. Um, so we'll talk about that with uh, with Jessica Benson and more at eleven twenty five. I got some interesting uh, interesting audio from Shannon Sharp that we'll get to a little bit later on Antonio Brown, and then Trista Crick is going to join us from BetMGM tonight uh, as part of the Odyssey family. She'll join us at one twenty five. We'll talk to her about the uh, about the weekend, the NBA. Ben Simmons did indeed play a game yesterday. Good, he put on a uniform and he dribbled a basketball in an actual game. Seriously, good for him. Yeah, um, it's been a while. I I don't get the sense that uh, and and I and I sort of put myself uh, <clears throat> you know in this in this group uh, I I am not rooting for him like I am not a fan of Ben Simmons. Okay, well you, we know your fandom changes. It does, but I feel like he I feel like his reputation just over the last a year and a half has just taken a big hit. You don't like him because he's scaredy cat. Because yeah, I, I think the way he uh, just, again and not 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 to because there are mental health issues and well, aspects I suppose at play here. That's yeah. not to make fun of a no, person who's I, had apparently allegedly some of those. That's what he says. But yep. that he was scared to shoot the ball in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think just the way that. So uh, how can you hate on that? Why well, is that something? Usually it'd be a jerk or something like that. Well, I I think he in in many ways has handled it. Uh, you know, like that. Um, that's fine. Not playing in, in in basketball games and not putting in the work have been the reports, right? And and. Yeah, I, I, and then the way it, it, all he it. was a finished product. All of it. Point. Yeah, um, that's fine. If you but hey, I mean, we're, that we're all human. You go right ahead. Yeah, I just I'm, I'm not like uh, like you will not see me tweeting. Yes, Ben Simmons is back. This is great. Well, I don't Good think, to see I don't you, think any of us three are tweeting that. Yeah, or, or or not you but, guys, but anybody, right? Like, I, you know, it's not like there are guys who I will celebrate their return. Zion, that would be fantastic. This sounds like what you used to say about Wiseman. But now you on the Wiseman train well, again. Again, the facts. Thanks change. to the IARP. What's the uh, What's the old saying? When the facts change, I change. The facts my mind. never change, well, though. Well, just the judgment and the well, ruling came down. When the, the judgment of changed. the ruling changes, you were on the I wrong side. My mind. Now you're on the right side. When the judgment changes, I change my mind. Right? The judgment will not change on Ben Simmons. He is what he is. He did what he did or didn't do. Right? Stop hating. Uh, it, I, it wouldn't be me if I wasn't the managing editor of the Haters Tribune, yeah, right? You would help balance us out. It wouldn't be me. Um, so Trisha Crick's going to join us at 125. That is the All show right. today. All right. As always, looking forward to it. Always love looking forward to this show. Um, and we have a few things that we need to touch on. Let's do a little over-under. It's Jason and John's over-under. Over, over, under, under. Let's start with Santi Aldama. Santi Claus, as he was referred to several times on the broadcast last night. Um, Santi Aldama, three-point percentage for the 22-23 season. The over-under number is listed at 33.5. Over-under. Santi Claus. Santi Claus, and that was uh, Pete referred to him as Santi Claus. Uh, Brevin also referred to him. Yeah, it was Peter Brevin. I remember Uh, Brevin Brevin doing it. I remember Brevin doing it. Saw it on Twitter a little bit. So that Santi got some hoes? I mean, is that what? Well, I don't think it refers to the hoes. I'm sorry. What's the Santi Claus reference? It just goes with Santa. I guess. Was there like a Christmas tie-in? I'm just trying to figure out. Oh, the- I think after one of his four threes last night, Brevin probably got he a little excited in there. and yeah. dropped it on in okay. there. It was pretty natural. Will it, will you know, it, it, it felt good. Will it catch on, Santa Claus? I don't, I don't know. I think that, if he's good, it will. Because when he said it, I did wonder at the time, is this going to catch on? Or I, I if, think if it could be a theme during Christmas. Yeah, that's true. They you know, play during the month of December, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, beyond that, I, I do think, you know. Santa Claus. I think you know, like let's just say, like we're getting geared up for a playoff run in April. Santa Claus, I you know, I don't know. Look, I hope Santa Claus is part of the rotation. Um, so, <laughs> we'll workshop it. So yes, um, it, what what was the statement here? Thirty three and a half on his three point percentage for the year. Represent that would represent quite a leap up from the twelve and a half he shot as a rookie last Ooh. year. Now he did go four five last night. It's something we're obviously watching. As Santi starts the season, it appears, and he started in the starting lineup last with the other guys. He's gonna start for Jaron Jackson, so this is important. Yeah. He's gonna need to shoot the ball well in replacement of Jaron Jackson. This number thirty-three point mm-hmm. three. Do we go thirty-three and a half? We go three-three point three. Either way, 
Um, this would represent quite a jump, John, if he goes over. What do you think, John? Yeah, I mean. Do the early numbers I, sway I, you? I'll, sw- I'll say this. It looked good. Um, I, I, I remember we were actually watching the, the summer league game together uh, when he really looked like, I believe that was the one where he was really struggling. Maybe maybe that was the game where he actually turned it on. It was a bad start. Finished um, summer league very strong. But I just, uh, I, I just, you know, it's it's amazing, you know how how, and I give him credit for that. I mean, he had a really tough start to summer league, and then by the end of it, he had you know found some footing, right? And he clearly uh, seems to have carried that into uh, the 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 preseason and hopefully the regular season. Thirty three and a half percent. I just, you know, it's hard to say how much what is, what is his usage going to be. Uh, Jaron's return is such a big part of that, right? I'll, I'll say under though. I hate to be the pessimist here. Um, I, I, I still think I know he's put all the work in. I still think it's asking a lot of a guy to go yeah. from twelve and a half to over yeah. thirty three per over thirty four percent basically right. what they're asking of him, yeah. which is you know. Average. It's an average, yeah. But he started. You're asking such him to go to awful low to mark. average yeah. this year. Yeah, which is it's a it's, so a, it's quite a jump. It is, it is, and it's a it's you know it's a process, right? To get there, and the line is not always straight. Um, so I'm, again, that doesn't mean, by the way, just because I'm saying under, that doesn't mean that I don't think he can be a contributor, right? I don't want to conflate those two things. I think they're sort of mutually exclusive. I think you can be a 32 percent shooter, you know, and still be an effective NBA basketball player at that position. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to say under because I think it would be a little silly to just say over based on one preseason game. I think that's what we would be doing. We'd be saying, oh, one preseason game is going to be he's going to be a 35% three-pointer. I think that's kind of silly. Although I do think it is also at the same time encouraging that he has, he has shown an ability to recover and bounce back from mm-hmm. what was a pretty bad start. And at times, like, just look lost, right? Look like he didn't belong. He's clearly bounced back from that. And I think it's showing encouraging signs of, of being a, uh, you know, a, a role player at the least for the Grizzlies. A uh, seventeen and seven through the two preseason games. He's five of nine from three overall. And and I'm with you, John, that while that's encouraging, I think asking him to get to thirty four percent or or better is quite a leap. It, it's probably asking a little bit too much. I think he can still be under that, John, and be effective in this spot. Uh, it's clear the Grizzlies are moving forward with him as that starting four to start the year. Uh, now he just needs to get comfortable, and he looks like he is comfortable offensively. Mm-hmm. Like that, the work with Zaire overseas, you know, all of it, the summer league, it looks like it's got him from to a spot from his confidence level where offensively on that side, he's okay. He's comfortable enough. It's going to be defensively, right, in terms of staying out there defensively, and can you knock down enough threes? I'm going to go under on this, yeah. but I, hopefully he's over 30%, John, on the season, but I'm going to go under on the 33 and a half. I think that's asking a little much. I think he goes over. I really do. I think the reps will help, certainly. I mean, he was 4 or 5 last night. The shot looks good. It looks better than Jaron's shot. I'm surprised Jaron's above that. I, I just, but I, it's just me. Um, Santi Aldama, now John Morant was the other star last night. 22 points in uh, 22 minutes. A nice night for John Morant. Looked great. W- had a couple steals. 1.8 steals per game. Will this be the number? Over, under, 1.8 steals per game. Over, under. So, I brought this one to the mix because... I think Ja Morant can be among the steals leaders in the NBA. We've talked about Ja needing to be better defensively. I think this is one of the areas where he can excel defensively. Last year he averaged 1.2 steals. What we look, John, 40th, 50th in the league, that, that's about average. But to get up to the top, you got to be around 2.3, 2.2. DeJounte Murray, in terms of games played, he'd be your leader. He played 68 games last year, averaged two steals per game. So you're asking Ja to add about a steal. Did you see him last night playing yes. the passing lanes? jumping routes. Now, I know that was an overconfident Ja who's looking to put on a show against a team that's just a hodgepodge of talent. So you got to weigh that in. But I, if Chris Paul, for years and years, and last year he was at 1.9. Yep. If Chris Paul can be among the steals leaders every year, Ja Morant can do it with with the length, with the speed and the quickness. Watch him play these passing lanes. Again, it's 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 really just about being comfortable, knowing what to expect. And Ja Morant is, at this stage in his career, he's at the peak of that. And so I expect this number to go way up. I think he can be among the steals leaders. What number do we have? One we point, have 1.8, yeah. I, he had going, three last night. I'm going over. I'm, yeah. I'm going to say Ja averages around 1.92 steals a game, mm. and he's among the steals leaders this year. I see, I've always thought that this is an area he can own. This is a very interesting uh, hill 
uh, one that I had not even really thought about. Now, the uh, GM survey is also out today, oh. and John Morant was voted most athletic and fastest with the ball mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA. Um, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting sort of uh, under-discussed and under-talked-about aspect of his game. Um, you know, how much room there would be to grow there on the steals part. I mean, look, he's a point guard. He's going to be, plenty of room. you know, defending perimeter players where the ball is going to be. Um, I, look, I, I, I'll go with you. I, I think the logic makes sense. Um, you know, I think it's uh, when you sort of have most of your offensive game licked, the shooting got better. Right, you're going to focus on other pieces of exactly. your game. Exactly, and you your know? anticipation levels go up. Just yeah, as you get as you get older. Yeah, I don't, I don't think his, his steals numbers are going to get worse. Certainly, right. I mean, he's he's only going to he's still so young. He's still going to improve. He's still hungry. I think that's a that was the sort of thing last night. Is that you know you just the only thing you worry about with the Grist is okay. They were the two seed last year. Like, are they going to sort of play as though they've arrived? Are they going to sort of uh, approach this season as we're here now and we can just sort of turn it on whenever we want, or are they going to play with that same sort of constant energy that that catapulted them last year? Dude, we saw it last night. I mean, they came out against the, a bad Magic team, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're I not scored them first three. Yeah, we're not messing around with the Orlando Magic here. Is they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA? But it didn't matter, and that's what made the Grizzlies who they were last season, right? Regardless of the situation, regardless of the team, back to backs, whatever. They wanted to win every single basketball game, and they appear to still want to do that. So um, and every team wants to win, but in the NBA we know it's a slog of a regular season. There are nights where teams just take off mentally. It's just Grizzlies didn't do that. So it seems like they're in line for another year like that. I don't, I don't Can they get to 55 wins again? That's going to be tough. But I would say, again, if they approach it the same way, team didn't really change, right? And then, oh, Kyle Anderson's gone. Ties is back. I mean, I got to feel like they're going to be very close to recapturing the magic. And, and uh, yeah, John Morant going up in steals, that wouldn't shock me at all. So I'll roll with you there. Tennessee at LSU this weekend. We'll have the game here at 11 o'clock on Saturday on 92.9. Um, the Vols favored by two and a half in this game. Over. Under. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to go pretty big on this. Uh, and I am going to be, uh, again, uh, my daughter is not permitted to attend this university, <laughs> all right? It's just part of the deal. Although I will say we did, no joke, we did get a commitment from a sponsor over the weekend to attend Ole Miss. Oh. We were told that if Riley indeed goes to Ole Miss, her education is paid for. <laughs> what? Yeah. How about yeah. that? It's binding, by the way. It, um, that verbal is binding. Oh, is that Tui? Is who? Who's, that's the who's way. Yeah, that's which the way. family member? Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm. It's not, it's, it's not even a family member. It is a. It is the husband of Sam's teaching partner, right? And he's a big Ole Miss guy. And they, you know, they, they, they all. Everybody in the family went to Ole Miss, and so we were told that if we choose Ole Miss, which again, good lord, what, they're already getting offers. Man. Now we, the we baby ain't even two. We've been years told. Old, we've been told we have uh, a full ride to Memphis already. We were promised that by the previous administration, and then uh, now we've got Ole Miss. Now we've got Ole Miss. So we got some hats on the table, right? Good we, lord, Tennessee will not be one of them. However, could this be a Riley tuition game? A hundred percent. Tennessee, legitimate, <laughs> legitimate team, had the week off. Cedric Tillman got to rest, taking on an LSU team that is not good. I know it's in Death Valley, but it's a Saturday morning in Death Valley. Saturday mornings hit different than Saturday nights mm-hmm. in Death Valley. You don't have, you don't have the same time to, Some truth to that. you know, get juiced up. Yeah, they're and, not as wild. Um, I, I think Tennessee is, is going to be very focused for this game. Uh, they're a top ten team for a reason. I think there is a big talent disadvantage for LSU, especially at the quarterback position. One day there won't be, right? I mean, that's the way it goes historically. Um, Brian Kelly's going to get guys at LSU. Anybody, you and I could get guys at LSU. It's not that hard. That being said, uh, for this game, you know, I, I, I think there's still a lot of value on Tennessee. I think I would play this number up to six and a half. I just think they're better. I think they're focused. They are not a team that we've seen so far um, that has messed around, right? I mean, they went into Gainesville and they beat the Florida Gators. You know, they and the and the Gators are better than LSU. So with the week off in between, I think they renewed their focus mentally. They're getting healthier. Hinton Hooker is one of the best in the country. Give me the Vols minus two and a half all day long against LSU. Well, welcome aboard. 
Uh, some of us have been here all year long on the balls. You were early on this, Jason. Hendon Hooker is the is the name. I don't need to add too much to what John says there. I I, I agree here. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna pick up the victory. He's the one that's been so special. Zero interceptions, and he stepped up in the big games. Obviously, uh, goes for three hundred forty nine yards against Florida, uh, three twenty five in that Pittsburgh yep. win. So when he's needed to be good, he's been good. And again, he's not making mistakes. I think Tennessee rolls here. I like your point too about the day game. Yeah, you know that it, it's a it's a different animal. When you're playing LSU, there they're four and one. You got to respect them, but I don't think Tennessee's overlooking anybody here. They take care of business, especially with the week off, right? I mean, they Tillman just... should be right now too, right? I mean, Tillman in terms yes. of the ankle injury he suffered a couple weeks yes. ago, you had the week off. Like I expect him to be. And, full and LSU blow. too is coming off of a game on the road, pretty emotional, where they were down 14-0, right? They had to sort of claw back, and they did win the game, so they're to their credit. But you just wonder, like it's 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 tough to go from that, right, where you're having to scratch and claw to win a game down two scores. So now you're coming back home against a team that has had the week off that is so much better than you from a talent perspective, yeah, right? They're just further ahead right now. It's a it's a tough spot yeah. for LSU. Eiffel's, yeah, I mean, I I just I, I think this is a Tennessee situation all day long. Could Tennessee be better than Georgia right now? I'm mm, not willing to go that far. Okay. I'm not. Uh, John might be. I'm not. No, John? Uh, there are two best teams in the SEC. They're definitely the top of the East. I think, I, yeah. think, I think we're sort of, you know, we're... we're, we're Recency bias. We have, yeah, Georgia. we have a little need more, sour more, taste in our mouth yeah. from the performance by Georgia against and Missouri. And that's fair. It's fair. Yeah. yeah. They have not looked impressive. But but, but, but Tennessee has to do it first the, the, before we're willing to... I mean... I still it, think there's a great talent level discrepancy there between yeah, Georgia what Georgia's a, got and what Georgia's a reigning yeah, no. champ, right? I mean, they've, you know, they've, they've done the, the job. Correct. Tennessee is... Is not so when Tennessee beats Georgia, yeah, we can have that conversation. Yeah. But they got to do that. It's fair. And then finally, uh, the big game on Friday night. By the way, the kickoff for this game is at six thirty. I know people keep referencing Friday night. It's it's damn near Friday late afternoon if you really boil it down to getting in the stadium at six thirty uh, for the kickoff against Houston, um, Memphis. We have a, a three point line here. Memphis favored by three. What do you guys think? Over under three points. For Memphis against the Cougs. Over. Under. What do you call them? The quagmire? I call them in the enigma of yeah. Memphis football and the and the and the spread. Isn't Quagmire the uh the uh the the character and family guy that says uh giggity giggity, all right, isn't that him? Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's Glenn Quagmire. Thing. That's yes. him, right? Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Played that's, by Seth McFarlane. That's mm-hmm. Memphis. Giggity giggity, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's them. I, I, I mean, I, we, we talked about it. This I mean, one's scary. I don't it, know. It, it is. It's not like I would say this. I think there are spots on this college football board that if you just want to bet, you're much better off than this one because I think this is very. This is a. This is like throw a dart. I have no idea what to expect from Memphis's offense. And the same applies to Houston, right? I mean, you have a team like that, like the like Houston that's coming off of a really hard home loss against Tulane's third string quarterback. Yeah. Coaches complaining. Uh, well, their back's against the wall. Yeah, but it's like you don't like that could be that could work in their favor, or it could work against them, right? Like, do they still trust each other? Do they have that belief that they can turn this around? We've seen it go both ways, like right. I mean, Memphis football had that locker room infighting many years ago, and it went poorly, right? They it went the other way. Um, yeah, I would I, again. I would have to lean on the home field here in Memphis. Uh, Memphis has just been so good at home over the last few years. Um, that being said, I mean, Houston does have Clayton Toon. They do have, you know, experience. They can do it. Um, I, I really just think it boils down to this. I really do. What does Memphis, from a play-calling perspective, come out and try to do? Do they play conservatively like they have been the last few weeks, just trying to eke out a win, or do they try to get it? Do they try to go out there and take it? And let Seth Hennigan air it out a little bit, and and give him the chance to right offensive the offensive line from that perspective. If they do that and they they're creative and you know uh, they 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 mix in some stuff, then yeah, I think they'll win. If 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 they if they just try to you know milk the clock and don't try to push the ball down the field, I think you could get yourself in a little bit of trouble because I don't think Memphis is a team that can effectively play from behind. Right, mm-hmm. I think that's where they would get into trouble if they got into like a ten zero hole, fourteen three hole. I think that would be trouble for Memphis. 
you look at Houston's defense, and it's not very impressive. In fact, statistically, Memphis's defense has been better. Mm-hmm. You go look at the efficiency rankings over at the uh, over at ESPN, SB Plus. Uh, again, Memphis's defense, which is forced to turn over in ten straight games, and clearly has got some playmakers on that side. Uh, when it comes to Quintel, when it comes to Zay Collins, those guys. I, I'm I'm going to roll on something you said. It's the home record, right? Where Memphis has not been good. Uh, under Ryan Silverfield's on the road. I, I, I'm just going to roll here that in a big spot, again, with a lot of doubt, especially around that offensive side, that they're able to pull this off. And, and rather than it being a dangerous animal in the corner, Houston, it's that, like we talked about yesterday, it's that, it's that boxer that just needs one more shot to be on the mat. Mm-hmm. And, again, hopefully, because that Houston defense, again, this is not saying you know they can't create some chaos against Memphis. We know that offensive line has not looked good of late for Memphis, but – their defense does not scare me. Yeah. I'm with you. You know you're going to have to be aggressive against the team, yes, two and three, but the team that was picked to win the conference, you have to be aggressive in this game. You can't afford to sit up there and lollygag. I think Memphis goes after the points. They try to be aggressive, and they get it done. Again, I've been off on this the last two weeks. Oh, well, yeah, we both have. And, and, and could not, cannot figure them out. But give me, because of that home stadium, because Houston's defense doesn't look so good statistically, give me the, give me the Tigers to cover here. And to get the win, move to five one. We're both on Memphis here. How about that? That is uh, that is an interesting place to be. You'd... The narrative around this football team is going to be a lot different. They 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 win that game. Agreed. I mean, it should be. You five and one, you beat Houston. They will have earned it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely fair, and that's the way it should be. Uh, okay, we'll come back. Jessica Benson's going to join us. She was there at FedEx Forum last night. She saw the Grizzlies. Get her thoughts on this episode. Is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A season. And Jessica Benson's on Twitter at Jess Benson TV. Catching the Grizz Radio Network here on 92.9. Host of Rise and Grind on Grind City Media. Joins us every Tuesday. Joins us now. Jessica, what it is. What's up? How's it going? So, um... We were talking about Santi Aldama, who, of course, you know, went off last night from three, and and we were talking about the nicknames and uh, Brevin bestowed uh, upon him Santi Claus, which, you know, we sort of decided, you know, that that might be like a great graphic for the for the TV broadcast, you know, around Christmas time, but every mm-hmm. o- every other month, you know, for the rest of us, it's not going to do that much, right? Not going to do a lot for us. Somebody submitted the nickname. Slim Spain. Oh, now is it? Is it uh, that that one? Might I think that's the winner there? Slim Spain. I, I the do Tiger like Boy that on one. Twitter. Yeah, DM does that. Uh, I will throw in. Um, I'm trying to make Santi. Am I the drama Aldama stick? I'm really running with it. I started on media day. Saw that. I don't know why. I just like the rhyme. I think it's good, and I think he could be the drama. It was fun last night to watch him. It, it, it's it, it's a little. You, 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 I think it's gratuitous. Is I do. It a little TikToky, John. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a bit. It's, it, it's a bit gratuitous. I, I think it could be. A, it's like you're trying to make fetch happen. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's no longer October third, so we've moved on from the Mean Girl references for the rest of the year. And Netflix took Mean Girls off anyway, so I can't even watch it. 
Uh, no, but I, I think I like I like Slim Spain. That has potential. Mm-hmm. It's short. It's sweet. You got the alliteration, mm. which always sticks with nicknames. Yes, that could be it. And then you once had Big Spain. That's right. Right. That's, yeah. So that's, it's like the, the continuing iteration of, of the next gen Grizz. And you don't want to say Little Spain, right? I mean, it's not Little Spain, like Little, Little Spain. Romeo. Oh, it's almost seven feet. You can't call right. it Little. But it, but it kind of would be funny. Like, Lil Spain's actually funny too. It's like, Lil Spain. I just don't know if he would. Uh, you know, once upon a time, Ryan Hollins was called Booty Call, and he did not appreciate that name. <laughs> no, I wonder why. <laughs> I would have just leaned into it. You know, I think you have to lean into it when uh, when it's a teammate calling you that. But that that's neither I here think nor there. There are people. There are people in this world who would lean into the nickname Booty Call, and there are people who would lean out. <laughs> I think a lot bundle of, of Britney. Bundle of Britney would lean into that, uh, but but again, that's a that's a different discussion for a different day. From what you saw last night, I, I, I guess what what stuck with you? Uh, the Grizzlies are still good, and the Grizzlies are still fun. And at this point, you don't really need to worry about John Morant and the rest of your starters. And even though Desmond Bain goes 0 5 from three, who cares? Like, that's not going to be the usual. It is the preseason in that sense. But you know that they're there. And now the preseason for the Grizzlies ultimately is just reminding themselves what their brand of basketball looks like. It's seeing that you still have that up and down nature that became so much of their brand last season, forcing turnovers, converting those into points in transition, seeing that last night. Uh, was nice. And there was a question going into this year. Okay, so you lost the Anthony Melton and you lost Kyle Anderson, who were critical pieces to that chaotic defensive strategy puzzle that, that led to leading the NBA in points in transition last year. And to see other players being prepared to step into that, whether that be all of your starters, but then also seeing Jake LaRavia, who certainly has had his ups and downs in both summer league and now the preseason, but you've seen him be active in the passing league. The same goes for a David Roddy. We've seen that from Kennedy Chandler. Just having a lot of different options there. And then, of course, John Conchar being asked to take on a larger role. Zaire Williams continuing to evolve. Um, I just thought overall it was it was a solid game. It's, it's a preseason, so wins don't matter. But you certainly wanted to look better than the young team who finished last in the Eastern Conference last season, despite having the number one pick from the NBA draft out there. And you definitely did on your home court. In terms of Santi, too, I just thought, especially offensively and with the guys you figure he's going to be starting with come October 19th, he looks the part now. He's comfortable on that end. I realize defensively there are going to be some nights where he's probably going to get worked. But don't you can, can you see that, Jessica? The shot looks good, and particularly in terms of the place you're going to have him in the rotation, looks like he's going to do a, a fairly decent Jaron Jackson you know, impression, basically. That's what you're asking of him. Yeah, really smooth. And I think the the piece of the Jaron Jackson Jr. impression, I don't want to set Dante Aldama up to fail because he's not going to be Jaron Jackson sure. Jr. And you mentioned him, especially on the defensive side. But if you can get someone who is also out there as a near seven-footer who can shoot threes, yep. those, are, those are the guys who are it in the NBA. And to see him so confidently, his shot looks smooth. He scored the first points on Saturday against the Bucks with a three, scores the first points for the team last night. He's not afraid to shoot the ball. But then also outside of just taking threes, like even early on last night, he had that pump fake drive to the basket. that He didn't make it, but that's a move that Santi Aldama is probably not doing last season. So just to see the continued growth, I think, is really positive. Obviously, we heard nothing but positive affirmations coming from Taylor Jenkins, coming from his teammates, words like supremely confident being used. And it was nice to see Santi get an additional confidence builder. You go out there on your home court at FedEx Forum. Yes, it's a preseason game. But now you can build on that, and you have that behind you knowing, like, hey, I did that. I went out and made my first four attempts from three. Let's yep. go do that again. Um, there were, You know, the GM survey was out today, which we all love, and we all huddle around and read. I, I, I got to tell you, I was a little surprised that Cleveland got the nod over the Grizzlies, albeit however slight, for the best young core in the NBA. Cleveland was voted number one, 41% of the vote. Grizzlies right behind at 38%. Um, after the season the Grizzlies had, were you not a little surprised that the Grizzlies weren't number one in that category? Absolutely, especially because of where the Grizzlies led themselves last season into the Western Conference semifinals, and you lose to the would-be NBA champs, and if John Morant had stayed healthy, who knows how that could have, should have, would have gone. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I have not looked at the NBA GM survey yet, so unfortunately I'm not, I'm not one of the people huddled around it quite yet. I'll probably wow. give it a look when we get wow. off here. I know. What have I been doing? Yeah, right? I mean, you've been coming I up with Santi Aldama nicknames, apparently. <laughs> 
yeah, I've been putting all my energy <laughs> into that. Uh, but no, I mean, everyone knows there's there's great respect for this Memphis Grizzlies team, and there's more respect for them this year than there has ever been. And that's one of the things the team is going to have to deal with. But the Cavs are great. I, the Grizzlies are better 100% in my opinion. Maybe this is just me, and I realize I'm going to have to get over this. But I'm literally holding my breath every time Ja goes into the air. Now, is anybody else experiencing that? Because that's that. Yes. Should we be? Should we? Should we stop that by now? Um, I think there's a healthy level of just showing concern for people you care about in general in this world, and obviously Memphis cares a whole lot about Ja Morant, and so you want him to stay healthy. His availability uh, is truly the most critical piece in this team's no continued efforts in running for a championship and, and being a contender in a very, very competitive Western Conference of anything we learned last night or were reminded of last night as you saw all of the players making their re-debuts after hundreds of days off the court, whether it be the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard and the Nuggets and Jamal Murray. You, you want John Moran out there to give you the best effort. I, I do think he has put so much work into his body in the offseason, that there has to be a level of trust. He's put the work into making his game more as a three-level scorer where maybe he's not putting so much strain on those big aggressive moves and finishing at the rim and ending up on the ground. you got to trust Jaw at the end of the day. He knows he's so smart. He watches so much film. You have to think that he hears all that noise, even though he'll say he doesn't listen to the noise. He's going to protect himself, and the people around him are going to attempt to protect him to the best of their abilities. We're talking to Jessica Benson, joining us every single Tuesday here on the show, catching on Rise and Grind as part of Grind City Media, Grizz Radio Network here on 92.9. Moving uh, gears a little bit, Memphis football has a big game on Friday. I'm, I'm, I'm less interested in the game itself as I am what the atmosphere will be. Uh, there's no secret that the attendance at the at Simmons Bank has, has not been great. Uh, two straight weeks of under 24,000 people uh, at Memphis football home games. Is there anything Memphis as an administration can do, or or is it just a, a combination of things out of their control? Is it both? Like, how would you just sort of look at that entire ordeal? Uh, it, it's both. I will say they've drummed up the best forecast, which Memphis Athletics is definitely responsible for. But it's going to be a beautiful Friday mm-hmm. night. It's like perfect fall football weather. Unfortunately, you know, there is also a Grizzlies – preseason game at Mm -hmm. FedEx Forum when they Mm -hmm. take on the Miami Heat. And it's the preseason, so by no means does that usurp a real-life actual season game for the Memphis Tigers, but there could be some. I mean, it's still the Grizzlies. It's still John Morant, right? No, and that's like, yes, last night was a preseason game, but it was yet one more reminder. Like, anytime you step into FedEx Forum, oh, cool, you can see John Morant do a 360 dunk in a game. Like, that's fun. That's exciting. And unfortunately for Memphis Tigers football, they don't have a John Morant right now. There is no offensive highlight machine. And so even though they're four and one, and like, I want to be perfectly clear. I totally agreed with what Ryan Silverfield said after the win over Temple over the weekend. Like, I'm not going to apologize for being four and one and nor should he. Like when we talked after the week one loss to Mississippi state, it was okay. If the Tigers win their next four games, are they, are they okay? Are we good? Yeah, that's all they could do is beat the teams in front of them. Um, So back to your original question, I don't think there's anything that they can do necessarily except for just keep winning. Like go out there and put on a show, get things maybe a little more dynamic on the offensive side of the ball, figure that out, put a good product, don't have a a game where you're not scoring in the first half because the first half of that Temple Memphis game was the ultimate snooze fest. Um, And you hope that the momentum starts to drum up again and that you do get back to a place of, you know, back in 2019 where the stadiums were full and it was just an electric product on the field. The playmakers were there. You knew everyone's name, and you were ready for a show, win or lose. Um, what am I to make of this USC football team of, of yours, Jessica? That, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and, and so so I'm looking at this list the ESPN's got ranking the top 16 undefeateds that are left, and it's got USC sitting at number Ten. Uh, obviously, all you guys have done is win so far. I guess. I guess the question is: is how high can you go this year in reality? I think ten is a very fair okay uh, place for USC right now because of the defense. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you allowed that Arizona State team to score over twenty points is just every week. I'm looking at, especially the rush defense in particular. It's it's worrisome. Uh, the offense is great. Caleb Williams is 
awesome. His connection with Jordan Addison continues to be great. Travis Dye, incredible running back. Um, but the defense just makes me not fully yep. believe in this team. And I think they play – the other piece of it is the Pac-12 is pretty good this year. And I think inevitably it's going to be the age-old, okay, someone – they eat each other. <laughs> That's what happens with the Pac-12. And even Washington State coming up this week – I've only watched one Washington State game live this year, and that was the game they ended up losing to Oregon. But – they were impressive in it, and they put up a whole lot of points. So I think USC is a, last I looked, maybe 12-and-a-half-point favorite, and it would make me nervous to take that, to take USC in that game. Yeah, a defense. Jessica, Suspect. appreciate you every single week. Thank, Thank you, you, Jess. Thanks, you guys. Have a good one. Yep. She is Jessica Benson. Joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. Um, always good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that is – it's not just a, a, a quote-unquote problem for Memphis football. It's, I mean, it's – you know, anything, right? Anything that's happening, whether it's Memphis Tiger basketball, Memphis football, like, you know, I mean, we uh, we know the score in Memphis. You know, you're, you, it's, you're disposable income, right? I mean, we understand you got choices to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you not choose the Grizzlies right now? I mean, not that the Grizzlies are actively trying to, you know, pit themselves against the Tigers. They're not trying to do that at all. But it, it, it naturally, that's, you know, for a lot of families, there is a, there is a ch- choice to make about, okay, am I going to go to a Grizz game? Am I going to go to a Tiger basketball game? Am I going to go to a Tiger football game? Yeah. Some will go to all, right? But I think there's a lot that will only get to go to one, uh, whether it's time constraints, whether it's financial motivated, whatever. Um, and, like, just the, the John Morant spectacle, it's very hard to, to, <laughs> to compete with. It's just the, it's the reality of the situation. I just, again, the – there's no easy fix to this issue. You don't all of a sudden go back to having 40,000 people in there. It's a buildup that you have to do with wins. And you hope you get to a point, John, where you're picked as the AAC preseason mm-hmm. champ. And there's that there's that hype beforehand, and you're living up to it. I think that's the way you get there. So that on a night, John, where you've got a choice between a Friday night game or a Grizz preseason game, well, no, because where the Tigers have been picked, what you're expecting this season from them, it's an obvious choice. They're not at that point right now. It's, it's a build back to that. Hopefully they can get there. I wish I, I wish there was some easy fix that I could box it up for you, you know, in a couple of sentences here, but it's not. Other than continuing to try to pile up the wins, yep. I don't know what else you can do. What you can't. All you can do if you're Memphis, we keep going back to the point, is control the controllables. Mm-hmm. Win the games, right? You can't worry about what the Grizzlies are doing or any of this other, you know, the choices that are uh, people, the consumers have. You've just got to keep winning and give them something to get excited about, John, and hopefully you continue to do that with Ws. Well, and the truth is, it's like even at the apex, it's not like Memphis football was averaging 50000 a game. You know, I mean, it was always you were always you were always bad. What was it around eighteen nineteen? What was that at at your peak in terms of I, your I, I, nineteen I, really being the I, peak? I think high thirties, right? I mean, I think that's probably where it peaked. And then you know, if you got forty, forty was always the number where it was like that's a damn good day for Memphis football, right? If they got really forty thousand uh, people there, but you got to be popping. Well, and here's the other thing and, too, and, and a contender in the conference, if not the the pick to win, I think to. To expect that well, on and, a regular basis. And again, how much of so, our our discussions about this are framed by the size of the stadium they play in? I continue to bring that up to you. I mean, yeah. like 40,000 would look a lot different if the stadium sat 45,000 versus 60,000. I mean, that's just, that is the truth of the matter. Um, even 22,000, mm-hmm. if it was a 45,000 seat arena, it would still look a lot better. You know, I mean, it's just the facts of the, of the matter. Um, but but you know here we are and uh, like I said beat beat Houston, you know get a couple thousand more a few thousand more out there this 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 week hopefully on Friday uh, beat Houston get to five and one mm-hmm. folks can start really dreaming about whether or not looks like maybe you are a contender in right. this conference this year a conference that's down it by is the down. way it is there's down. no question about it and then you get a few more thousand in there for you and that that's the way you've got to go John this is a build up I mean Memphis is yeah. first place in the AAC right now. They are on top of the league. They are the only yeah, I, yeah, 2-0 I just wouldn't, team. I wouldn't put much stock in that. It's, it's again, knocking off teams that have been picked to finish high. And yeah. That's what's going to get you get people excited. Yeah, I mean, Houston's coming in here below 500. You're favored in it's that game. It's an opportunity. Um, and then you've got a really, really tough one on the road at East Carolina. And then is Tulane at Tulane? It is, right? Yes. That's going to be a tough one as well. Um, then UCF back here. Yeah, that's going to be a really tough one. Uh, but but you know what? I mean, that's no, well, I mean we're really about to it. find out about this thing. That's exactly about, right. And, uh, what it can be this year. That's exactly right. 
Um, so anyway, uh, that's uh, that's the score, and I do hope that uh, you know on a nice Friday night. I hope that uh, people find their way out there for sure. All right, we'll come back. Uh, lots more to come here on the show. Trista Crick is going to join us at 125. We'll talk NBA with her. Ben Simmons made her return last night. Talked to her about some futures. I've been thinking about some futures. You know, one one that I really I'm I'm so close to putting in because I want like a season long sweat just for fun, right? Mm-hmm. Philly to win the East. It's 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 such a good you know, but I'm like. Are they really going to win the East? Uh, am I really going to be on a James Harden-led team to win the freaking Eastern Conference? Like, that's what keeps me from doing it, you know? When has he ever won anything? I mean, I know he did it with Kevin Durant and, and Westbrook that one year they got to the finals and got swept. But, mm-hmm. but as the face of a team, he has never won anything. So, But but all I've heard all offseason is that he is a changed man. Well, some of the additions they've made, too. You know how much I love P.J. Tucker now. Uh, and I think that's that's, that's really what I wanted to boil it down to. I think that's why you <laughs> want to push the button is just because you're happy they got P.J. Tucker. So should I just go over Whoever P.J. Tucker's with, that's who you pick as it's true. Eastern Conference uh, champion. I wish the Grizzlies had him right now because he would be a perfect four. You know? He would. Um, should I just go over on win total then? It's high. It's 51 and a half. Or 50 and a half, one of the two. That's very high in the NBA in this day and age. I like Philly a lot. I like Philly, and I like the Nets better than I like Boston and Miami. You think? Do you think Philly can win 52 games? Yeah. It's going to depend on Embiid staying fresh. Right. You know, not not suffering you know, some significant injury. That's the key there. I think you do. I think you have a more motiva- motivated Harden. That's going to help. But the, okay, so- I love me, and Brad loves him the most, but – Maxie's the guy. Maxie's gonna take a step. They on them night, on them nights where Harden does, the, you know, he's not, yeah. not mo- whatever. Yeah. Okay, move aside. Maxie will take care of. And it. they added DeAnthony Melton. Mm-hmm. Right? Love that for the second unit. Yeah, they added DeAnthony Melton, so they they got they 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 gonna shoot it, about fifty percent from three for the, in the regular their season. Roster. I like that yes. bet. They improved their roster. Yeah, I like Philly a lot. But like, yeah. can they really come out of the East? Is the question. Yes, sure. yes, they can come out of the East. Boston could take a step back. Okay, so it's Boston and I, I'm, I, I'm Milwaukee. I'm worried about Milwaukee. That's the team that I would be worried about if I'm betting Philly because they were not healthy yeah, last year. Yeah, I should have mentioned them. And they still took Boston to seven games without Middleton. So like Milwaukee I, could win the East. You know, I think it's them. I'm, I, I'm the Nets. I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, Kyrie is a sideshow at this point, right? You can't count on him for a full season. He has to play, John. He has to play to get the money to get the contract. Um, so nobody would take him. Miami's gonna take a step back just because their age, right? Um, Nets gonna be there, bro. This is it's finally all gonna come together. So I don't know. That's like, like we'll talk to Trisha Kirk about that. Get her thoughts on uh on that potential future bet. You you got anything you like? Have you looked at it? Have you looked at the board? No. I'll tell you what I like though. I and I'm I suppose they're the favorites, but Clippers all day. You are you are Clipper Daryl. I've been on the Clippers since this yeah. offseason. We're gonna have to start calling you Clipper Daryl. Kawhi back? Yeah. You're Man raring to go. John Wall. Who I think comeback. Player of the year, MVP possible stuff, type stuff. MVP. They still got a Giannato's boy, Reggie Jackson. Oh, God. I'll never forget. Western Conference MVP in Giannato's eyes. I think Giannato should have disclosed prior to that segment that he represented Reggie Jackson. Right. Uh, Dude, he, the clips are loaded, except for center. I mean, I, you know, what is it, Zubak still. Right. That's the one. You'd look at that and say, well, well yeah, there's I mean, your weak spot. It's, it's, uh, what's their, what's their bench look like, though? John. He ain't starting. No, I guess if Reggie is, maybe you put John and stuff. But either way, then Reggie goes to the bench. Either way, I got a good one on the bench Man, coming John off. John Wall is not coming off the day. He better not be. Then push Reggie to the back. Well, who else they got? Kennard, Terrence Mann. Luke's still shooting that thing. Man, okay, all right. it's, not, it's, not, it's not bad. It's Dude, they got Powell. depth. Yep, they're loaded. Oh, they got Norman Powell. That's that's Jason's guy. Norman you forgot about him? Well, he got hurt. So, yes, I got. I, I forgot about him, He'll bro. be healthy. Forgive me for forgetting about Norman Powell. I like what you're are you, doing. Are, are, here, you gonna, Jason. are you gonna stone Kawhi. me? Yeah. You're gonna I, I have a public flogging because I forgot about Norman Powell. No, you are like what well did the Clippers have any depth? They are loaded. Yeah, they are. Except for your big man. Okay, so it's uh Musa so, Diabate. He's gonna be he's a young kid. Robert but, Covington. Oh, they got Covington. Diop wow. three and they D. are loaded, bro. Loaded. Yeah, that's loaded. Tough. That's tough. Marcus Morris. That's who I like. Man, the Clippers are tough. Yeah, those aren't even starters. <laughs> we didn't talk about Paul George. Yeah, George, Kawhi, Paul, just the two of Leonard, them. A healthy Powell, Kawhi. Jackson, be? Yeah, you're talking about. I mean, the 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 nucleus there, as far as I'm concerned, is Kawhi, John Wall, Paul George, um, Powell, Covington, 
Reggie Jackson. I mean, that's the, the see. John got to earn it to me. Like Reggie's, you know, yeah. he's he's proved it there. That's yeah. why for me, John. Okay, you come off the bench early. Either way it goes, they're gonna get it figured out. Like that's there's no way barring injury to Kawhi or Paul that thing's falling apart this year. I don't think so. So what would be the bet on and they're Clippers? Deep enough, maybe to, would the bet be to win the West? Yeah, maybe 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 the best of because I don't know what the value is there. I'm supp- I, I, my guess is they're they're favored. Oh yeah. So so maybe I need to bet them to win the whole thing. Golden State is listed as the favorite. It's uh, okay, right good. now. Then I'm yeah. getting a little bit. I'm getting a little bit. Well, that, my second favorite. My second. Uh, I mean, yeah, you have second best odds on that. Got to be. Yeah. So let's see. The yeah. So it's close. Uh, over at Superbook, Golden State's favored by uh, their favorite plus two eighty to win the yeah. West. Clippers right behind them plus three twenty five. So um, that's, that's my team in the West. I don't believe in Phoenix. I mean, I think they got issues clearly. Oh, yeah, no, and it's looks cultural. Like it. Looks like it. Looks like they're real issues. Yeah. yeah. The over/under win total on the Clippers. There might be some value here, fifty-one and a half. Mm. I mean, that, I think they could easily get to fifty-four, fifty-five. Oba. That's the thing, yeah. though. Like with these win totals are so damn sharp, and if like you know you have like a you know tough month, which you can have, uh, it's 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 very difficult. I like the idea of just a se- of a season long sweat though, rather than the game to game. You know, I, I, like you had you had something right, Brad. Yeah. What, what did you have? Uh, you had something on Desmond Bain or something. I can't remember what you had, but it was fun. Like you were just checking, like you were just maintaining. Like all right, you had a you had a future on Bain. It was most improved. Yeah, oh. he had most improved. Yeah, and I, it popped. Yeah, he had he 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 actually did. He actually got a he, hit. He had a little bit of uh, had some skin in that game. Yeah, and it's yeah. fun. It's 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 fun when you have the season long thing. And you just kind of st- take a yeah. take a big picture. I actually of you. had him for MVP too. Of course, he didn't win, but well, uh, that was you know. you know that was a charitable donation. Yeah, but, but you did not bet. I Desmond didn't bet. Bain. No, I well, didn't. you know the promo yeah. that we run here on ninety two nine. The first name you hear is Desmond Bain. <laughs> You would think Desmond Bain got the who Superman. produces that stuff? No, yeah, that was a tell. We no know, we know who was responsible for that one. That's all right, though. You know, you could, you could, you could, you could. Your alibi is alphabetical order. I know, right? You could just. It go. actually was alphabet. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that thing is from 2016, and you forget how many dudes I had to slice out that have been just like witness protection that are gone. Oh, yeah, know? 2016. Five man. years ago, they're like, gone, gone, gone. There ain't, there ain't nobody on this roster. There's nobody on this damn organization. Or what, basically. his first year. It was the year first year for Bain, so it would have been like 19. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, 20, it's COVID year, right? Yeah, 2020. that's right. Um. Anyway, right before the bubble, I'm uh I'm I'm finna sit here and uh you know I'm finna I'm gonna put something in man. I'll share it when I put it in. I got to figure out do I want to go plus six hundred to win the East? Go ahead, PJ or, Tucker. Uh, you know I love him. Place man. your bets. That's that's what I do. All right, we'll come back. Stick around, Jason and John. How do you turn to Femi me? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.